You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. Baseball was played on Sunday in Tampa. Fans watched. Fans occasionally took their masks off. Fans were reminded over the PA system to put their masks back on. Yes, I'm trying to get another one-star review for being too political. Sue me. Uh, What did we see? What did we like? Some of it mattered. Some of it didn't. Michael King on the mound. Didn't see a lot of development from him from last year to this year, but we're going to be talking about what his role might be. Which Yankee showed off surprising power? Yes, that's one of the outfielders who might be traded. We're going to be checking in on Mike Talkman a little bit. And what we liked, who looked the most locked in? Spoiler alert, it's two of their most important players. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Make sure to drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We will be there and happy to answer it. We will be absolutely locked in to your mailbag cues once again, unless you tell us not to get political, which I'm pretty sure we don't really do. If you tell us not to do that, I don't think we're going to be making that many adjustments considering that's pretty much our default state. We're already pretty non-political. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the show. Uh, Yankees baseball is available for anybody who's got Yes Network on their cable package. Some of us can't watch. Some of us are going to have to find alternate routes, but it's still exciting. It is. Uh, Sue me. I can't watch. I'm sorry. I guess I'm not a real Yankees fan. I don't have you need you need concrete cable to do it. Like, I don't know how we're still in this day and age. Uh, If you buy MLB Network or MLB TV, I'm sorry. 
Uh, Yankees and Mets are blacked out in New York and New Jersey. I don't understand it, but here we are. Uh, my favorite part of the day yesterday, speaking of maskless people, was the dude who flipped uh, his beer at the cop who told him to put his mask back on at the yeah, Tigers, Tigers game. game. <laughs> like three innings deep. Oh, He's yeah. already got awesome shit. And then you got Luke Voigt saying shit on the live Yes Network broadcast after Rob Brantley hit a home run. Uh, and then briefly apologizing. So it's clear that CC Sabathia rubbed off on him in some capacity with his broadcast skills. Uh, would like to have Luke on the broadcast more. He comes on and we get two homers and we're right back in the game, but Yankees ultimately lost. Um, and uh, But we're heading uh, into a new game today. Uh, Garrett Cole is on the mound. We're going to get into things. But before we do, we have to tell you about Manscaped, everybody. Support for Yanks Go Yard is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And in case you didn't know, Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Uh, and as we're heading over to spring and it's starting to get a little uh, hot outside, we're thankful for the Crop Reviver in this uh, Manscaped package that they sent us. Uh, this product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking, which is exactly what the Yankees need down there in the hot Tampa sun during spring training before they come back up north because it's going to be winter again in April. Uh, but it's important to keep yourself groomed and keep yourself healthy, and that's what Manscaped aims to do. So if you're interested, please get 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with your purchase with free shipping at manscaped.com by using the code fansided20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped because your balls will thank you. Well, it's been a long off season for all of us. Uh, did we think we were going to be able to get through three Yankees podcasts a week? In the offseason with no sports, um, I don't know. I'm not sure I thought we were going to, but damn it, we did it. We got all the way to the end. Only three podcasts about the Yankees and Yadier Molina and that potential fit. Like We, we only had to waste three podcasts on that, so not a bad <laughs> job by us. But it is. Uh, this is, uh, spoiler alert, breaking news, uh, it's way easier to have a Yankees podcast when the New York Yankees are playing baseball on the field, uh, mm -hmm. whether that field be in Tampa, the Bronx, uh, disgusting road cities like Boston. Uh, no matter where the action is taking place, it's much easier to analyze what you're looking at than it is to speculate about potential signings and trade fits. Um, so what did we see on Sunday? Did it matter? Okay, disclaimer right off the top. Obviously, nothing that we saw on Sunday disqualifies the Yankees from playoff contention. Michael King, Kyle Baraclaw, and uh, the, that other guy, uh, the, the early pitchers in this game, struggling and allowing earned runs does not mean that the Yankees pitching staff cannot contain the heart of the Toronto Blue Jays order. Adam Warren buzzsawing through the Blue Jays mm. backups does not mean that Adam Warren has earned the final spot in the bullpen. But all that being said, you probably know progressive insurance for insuring your home and auto. You may know Flo and Dr. Rick. But what you may not know is that Progressive helps employees support over 3,800 charitable organizations annually because we're committed to helping our employees, and our employees are committed to helping others. Anyway, we just wanted to share. We were a little too proud of it to keep it to ourselves. And if you already knew all of this about us, you've either heard this radio spot before or just randomly know a lot about Progressive. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates based on data from May 2020 through April 2021. 
you do want to see some progression, some advancement. And there were things we could take from the struggles in this performance. And there were also positives we can take out of the positives that hopefully do have an impact on this team moving forward. Uh, I do think we should probably start at the very beginning with Michael King, who ostensibly is competing for the fifth starter role. Although clearly Aaron Boone sort of looked at the spring opener as an opportunity to get one side of the ball starters rolling. The lineup was majority starters beginning to end. It started to wilt at the end of the lineup, but you know, a lot of the guys were out there. Judge LeMahieu, uh, no stand Clint Glaber, Gary DHing, a lot of big names all in the lineup and on the mound. It was nobody who was guaranteed to have a role on this team. It, it was King. It was Lucas Lutke. It was Adam Warren. It was uh, Asher Wojciechowski. That was the other guy. Asher Wojciechowski, that mystery lefty who started getting up in the second inning when they were like, well, they carried an extra body in case King struggled. (laughs) John Sterling said this. So is uh, Lane. He's like, Lane is in the bullpen. I do not know who this man is. Oh, I guess brief aside, uh, you know, Lane, I didn't know who he was. Uh, another guy who caught my eye who I didn't know who he was and learned nothing about him other than he's got like a bad, he's got like a little, he's got an attitude that I like the third baseman Alvarez. Yeah. Uh, who made like a crazy uh, lean over catch and the camera angle wasn't totally clear how much room he had. Turned out he had more room than I thought, but he, he leaned into the dugout, made a great catch, celebrated like a madman <laughs> retiring the third out of the inning and also wearing like short sleeves, very short sleeves. Like, I don't know what yeah. he did to his jersey to tailor it, but they're way shorter than usual. Very much a, a 1960s ball player with bare arms just going out there ripping it. He uh, he, he cracked AAA in his last full season. I've never heard of this person, but I'm excited. Alberto to, uh, Gonzalez, is that his name? Armando Alvarez. Armando Alvarez. He's 26. He's drafted in the 17th round in 2016 out of Eastern Kentucky. Truly, it. my first time interacting with him was yesterday, but I liked what I saw. I, yeah. I didn't know, didn't know to expect him. Midseason All-Star 2018 Trenton Thunder. Uh, keep your mind uh, tuned to Armando Alvarez. Triple A Scranton call up in the middle of 2019. Anyway, Michael King's outing definitely much more important than Armando Alvarez's bare arms. Uh, all in all, not great from King. Two innings, three hits, three runs, two walks. Of course, he probably would have gotten out of the first inning unscathed if Aaron Judge was playing a regular season game. He would have dove for the ball that he ultimately backhanded. We're glad he didn't dive. Certainly not litigating that situation and saying I need full effort from Aaron Judge on day one because we know what happens when Aaron Judge goes fully horizontal and slams into the ground. So he could have been out of the inning, wasn't out of the inning, hit Vlad Jr. uh, with two outs and got beaten to the spot by Rowdy Tellez. Didn't see a lot of new things from Michael King's arsenal. It's the, it's the same two-seam fastball, though he did hit 97 yesterday. Did unleash a nasty changeup at one point, but didn't work on it as consistently as you thought he might in the first spring game, considering he's made it clear he knows it's a priority to develop another pitch this year if he does want to be in that rotation mix. And he admitted after the game he intended to throw a more off-speed, didn't really get after it, mostly featured the two-seam fastball in the first inning that didn't necessarily go his way. Bo Bichette was prepared for day one. He came fouling off those three two-pitches and worked a walk. King still didn't necessarily finish hitters off with any additional offering. So not the most important thing in the world, but I didn't see a different pitcher take the mound yesterday. I didn't either. And I'm confused by what his actual pitches are because you go to these different outlets and I see two seamer, I see four seamer, and then I see sinkers as primary primary pitch. Um, so I don't really, I guess it's a combination of the two. I, I literally have no idea. Correct me if I'm wrong, but baseball savant says that his primary pitch is a sinker that he's thrown nearly 60% of the time last year. 
ah, that just doesn't feel accurate to me. Yeah, curve his because curve twenty percent of the time, change up fifteen percent of the time, four seamer six percent of the time. So I don't know, but it is a funky pitch. It has a lot of movement on it. If it, whatever the fastball is or whatnot, uh, I don't, I, I, I didn't see anything different either. And and King has been talking about developing that third pitch because he doesn't really have a third pitch that he can utilize as effectively as as most starters uh, starting caliber pitchers do. Um, and I, I think the biggest problem with King is that he, he is accurate, but he he's, he's accurate to a fault. He, a lot of his stuff is right over the heart of the plate. That's how I know to let got the best of him. I, I don't think that was a bad pitch. Good swing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great swing. But you know, bases are jacked right there. You're facing a lefty. You, maybe have to be a little bit more conservative there and not, not give him something like over the middle half of the play. I don't know. Uh, I agree. That was, it was a better, it, it was a better swing uh, than it, than it was a, a better pitch. Um, but yeah, the problem with King, in my opinion, is that he's a little bit too accurate to a fault. And then he's too wild. Like you have to have an in-between where uh, you know, you're catching corners or you're kind of throwing hitters off. Um, he did have a couple of instances where he got, got, he, I think he had, uh, he had one nice strikeout, but that was about it. He had a couple of swings and misses, but, um, not anything that you'd overly be impressed with. Uh, do I think this is a problem? No, it's the first start of the spring. He's got to be working out the kinks. Maybe he was just testing his usual stuff out first, uh, to get acclimated, uh, before he starts throwing in his other off-speed stuff. We got a month left here, so there's there's plenty to uh, there's going to be plenty to dissect and there's going to be plenty to see. Also, uh, he he needs he needs to do that sooner than later uh, because of everything that's going on. You would suspect that pitchers are a little bit ahead of the hitters right now uh, because they got to spring earlier and they started throwing earlier. But what do I know? Uh, anyway, uh, this is not a concern. It's something to look at down the road because after obviously Michael King, who is competing either for the fifth spot or some sort of role in the bullpen, uh, Jonathan Luizaga type type situation. Uh, we don't really know. We won't know until opening day or at least through the first month of the season. The next five guys that came in, Asher Wojciechowski, Kyle Baraclaw, Adam Warren, Lucas Lucci, and Nick Goody are all signed to minor league deals. Uh, what does that mean? That means these guys are competing for a spot or will be stashed at AAA to provide pitching depth. Uh, and safe to say that there wasn't a whole lot of confidence inspired in all of these outings. I know Adam Warren looked good, but he faced a bunch of trash can hitters. So did Luke Gee. But um, uh, we simply are going to have to see more out of guys, you know, coming in for an inning and, and giving up a run. You don't really want to see that. Wojciechowski gave up uh, one run on three hits. He did strike out two. Uh, Barraclaw gave up one run on one hit and a walk. He also struck out two. Uh, then, like I said, clean slates from Warren and Lutke. They each had two strikeouts to pop. And then Nick Goody comes in, gives up a home run. Um, so not the worst thing in the world, but something to keep an eye on because the Yankees were probably hoping to rely on a couple of these guys to either come up when they needed help in the bullpen or maybe needed a spot start. Uh, didn't get off to the greatest of starts, but something that we're, like I said, just going to have to monitor. No one's freaking out. No one's bugging. Uh, we just have to call it like it is. And it wasn't, it, it particularly wasn't a great day for what we're hoping to see out of the pitching depth that Brian Cashman brought in this offseason. I think that's the, the safest and most conservative way to kind of paraphrase and summarize the day. Yeah, I liked Lukey a lot. Uh, obviously, once again, first day of spring. Uh, the only, I mean, the only concerning King moment really was 
couldn't control his pitches and, and couldn't come inside without hitting two batters that, you know, that that has you shaking a little bit as an analyst. And then the fastball that found the meat of Kevin Biggio's bat that just sort yeah. of curved right into the run of his swing and ended up getting rocketed into the left center field gap. That's not what you want. You want those pitches to run elsewhere. So everybody makes mistakes. Uh, big guns come out on a Monday afternoon against the Tigers. Garrett Cole, Jameson Tyone, his first outing in pinstripes. Very exciting. Nick Nelson, Julie Chassin going to be relieving in this game, uh, mm-hmm. according to reports. So you're going to get a look at who I would say, you know, the Yankees ace. Always fun to see on a 30 pitch limit. Apparently, uh, Tyone, same deal, 30 pitch limit. First time we'll see someone who may end up being the Yankees number two starter, possible number three. Uh, and Chassin. Uh, weirdly feels like one, uh, you know, maybe not the leader in the clubhouse for the fifth starter spot, but at least uh, certainly, you know, knocking on that clubhouse door, asking if he's, you know, involved in the mix. I feel like he's, he's a real candidate to make this roster. Um, And if it's about conserving innings in April for, for a guy like Davey Garcia, then I don't mind it at all. I mean, early in the season, Chassin veteran leader uh, by all accounts his Brewers teammates loved him. He started a bunch of, playoff games and the Brewers yeah. postseason run in 2018 not that long ago we all forgot Chassin bounced around struggled immensely in 2019 and then we barely saw him in 2020 so you know it's only two years removed from him being an effective piece of a playoff rotation not nothing that's all yeah. all we're gonna say so uh the offense is really taking a, a day off uh, on Monday if you love watching Tyler Wade and Tyro Estrada and Mike Ford, uh, I guess you're a big fan of the midsummer 2020 injured Yankees starting lineup, then get jacked for that. Got Gary behind the plate today. Got Aaron Hicks making his first appearance. Derek Dietrich and Jay Bruce to keep an eye out. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the people that impressed us in the first game, the people who mo- looked the most locked in. Stick around. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. So a couple of Yankees looked a little more locked in than the rest of the roster in game one. For my money, Progressive presents forced metaphors about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, and also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. I was most impressed by Glaber Torres, who knows he has a lot to prove this year. And once again, five innings does not a season make, but he looked real smooth at shortstop, made a slick play up the middle that I think I'm conditioned to think he doesn't have the range for, but he got to a, he got to a grounder up the middle, slid, turned around, fired to first, all in one motion, seamless. Uh, and at the plate, he looked ready, uh, ripped a double into the left field corner, uh, had a great September. A lot of talk has been made of Glaber Torres struggled in the little piece of July, struggled in August, got hurt, came back in September, looked like the Torres we know, uh, with the OPS and in better shape after, you know, getting in, in uh, full workout gear at the alternate site. Uh, he thinks he's coming into spring training this year as a different man. And based on game one, I felt that way too. He seemed to cut above the other Yankees hitters in terms of preparedness for 2021. Yeah, seemed like it. I I certainly, you know, like we said, when it, this is not gospel, but it's first for one of the first plays of the spring. He's making that play, showing off his range up the middle, uh, twirling, making that throw to first. It wasn't the greatest of throws, but he got it there and he got the out. Um, 
But I think we have to uh, talk a little bit about Mike Talkman, who's uh, kind of in a precarious situation, given that the Yankees did bring back Brett Gardner, who is a lefty bat, who does provide power, which Talkman showed that he doesn't really have last year. Um, and then the man goes yard, cranked one again with Luke Voigt on the broadcast. Very important Barreled. to note there. Barreled it. 371 foot bomb right out to right field. Uh, no doubter. The second you heard the sound of the bat. Um and once again, you you want to see guys start off well in spring, regardless of what the competition is. And Mike Talkman's going to need a lot of things falling in his favor in order to get that playing time, unless, of course, there's an injury. Um, of course, we talked about trades and how Brian Cashman is apparently getting a ton of calls on him, uh, but doesn't really want to get rid of him due to the fact that he's under club control for a considerable amount of time is not going to be costing a lot. Plus, he's a good defender and a lefty bat. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of value in Mike Talkman. However, if the guy's not getting playing time, then what's the use? If everybody stays healthy, he's just going to be sitting and waste wasting away on the bench. Um, and I think same goes for Miguel and uh, kind of the same situation. Hey, the guy got a hit yesterday. He made that heads up play at third base by letting that ball roll into foul territory. Uh, I don't think that's uh, any sign of a defensive renaissance on his end. Uh, and I think that no, it is <laughs> he's back. <laughs> he's back, baby. Let that ball just slowly fall into foul territory to avoid the runners advancing. Uh, I like it. Um, he put bat on ball, got one hit again, things that you want to see. You don't want to see him start off cold. Uh, we followed him throughout the Dominican winter league through the ups and downs. He's another guy who's going to have to prove his worth to, I guess he'd be a utility guy in some respect. I know it's a good, we'll put it this way. It's a good thing that uh, Gardner's not appearing in a spring game until tomorrow. It's a good thing that they're taking things slow with Urshela because we're going to get to see a little bit more of Andujar. We're going to get to see a little bit more of Talkman. And I think those two situations are probably the most important, but just to go back to Glaber double nice play up the middle. It's, it's really what you want to see to start off spring after that, after that rough 2020, even though, like you said, he did have a pretty good September and he homered in the playoffs. He, he really wasn't bad, um, but there's extra pressure going on to this year in terms of him being able to put a stranglehold on the starting shortstop position for the future. We heard a lot of the non-committal comments from Brian Cashman. So all in all, this is what you want to see. Is it a surefire change in play and mentality? There is no way to tell that, but at the early going, this is the exact stuff that you want players to be exhibiting as early as, you know, the first day of spring training that, yeah, that Talkman bomb, like, I, I'm not going to say it changed my opinion on Mike Talkman, but coupled with the comments from Talkman that insinuated he was battling a shoulder injury throughout all mm -hmm. of 2020 uh, and that Homer, it, it was a nice reminder of the ability Mike Talkman has. It's pretty clear, like, it, it doesn't take a lot of swaying to convince me that he had a shoulder injury that was really hindering him in 2020. Mm -hmm. he, he, you know, I don't know what himself is. I don't know if he's a four-war player like he was in part-time duty in 2019, but I know he's not uh, an advanced sufferer of Greg Bird disease who's late on 91-mile-an-hour center-cut fastballs and hits for no... He had an OPS below his uh, OBP last year. Like, he Ugh. hit for no power. There was It, it was all singles... So you, it's like the emptiest, you know, a lot of people get on like Tony Gwynn for hitting an empty 320. Mike Talkman hit an empty 240 last year with, with absolutely no power. So if the middle ground of Mike Talkman is something between those two, you know, the 2019 thing where he looks like a borderline star in, in a low, small amount of playing time that became a larger amount of playing time. 
and 2020 where he, you know, he can't hit these center cut fastballs, then that's a valuable piece of your bench. I don't think signing Brett Gardner for a, a farewell tour should preclude you from keeping Mike Talkman on your bench. I think having two lefty outfielders who can, you know, move all around is valuable. I'm also intrigued by Talkman saying he was a college first baseman and he'd mm. be interested in playing a little backup first, even though the Yankees haven't approached him about that. Um, I, you know, and my mind's going to change a million times on this and I'm about to watch Derek Dietrich play third in the Monday game. Jay Bruce is playing too. Maybe I have a different take after that game. And maybe I have a different take if Talkman doesn't barrel up a 400 foot Homer in his spring debut. But I think that's a valuable bat. I think you're going to regret turning it into a binary between Talkman and Gardner. I think, you know, if you're signing Brett Gardner for me was a no brainer. He's a better player than Mike Talkman right now. He, he hasn't had a bad season in major league baseball, but if you let signing Brett Gardner to a farewell deal, turn into this referendum and a binary on Talkman and leads you to getting rid of him for like a comp pick and some teams, you know, 15 to 20th best prospect. I don't know if that reads to me either. I would, you know, pending a spring explosion from Dietrich, I would rather keep the status quo and bring talking to Gardner North and his, his spring debut only further emphasize that for me. Um, now, the one thing that we've got to talk about very briefly, saved it to the end of the pod because, oh. yep. I mean, hopefully people, you know, you know, you never know. You see the metrics, people skip. People start leaving the pod at various times. There are fewer <laughs> listeners at the back end than there were at the front, so we're less likely to get flamed. Um, uh, I'll just say it's a sinkly worst at bat of the day award goes to Gary Sanchez. His first at bat was terrible. What say you? There's no doubt about it. He went down on three pitches. Uh, he looked at the first one. I can't fault him for looking at the first pitch. It's spring. You let it go down. You see what the pitcher is uh, bringing. And then he whiffs uh, and is late on 92. What was it 92 93 first one was 90 second Nin one first, was like 93 yeah, yeah. great so um <laughs> whiff whiff and whiff and late so i i, I really we don't we, we don't want to do this guys for the for the 50th time we don't and we're not going to do this again we're not going to do this every day but no we're not but uh like we said we you look at mike talkman homers in uh his second at bat to kind of uh halt the doubt on his power numbers or his ability to uh, get a leg up this spring. And then you have Gary Sanchez who needs to get off to a fast start who played winter ball and yes, look good at times, but then you saw what happened as the season progressed. He ended with like a 740 OPS um, and a 240 batting average, if I'm not mistaken, uh, really not great. Uh, and then he comes into spring, he gets two at bats. And the first one, he goes down on three pitches and looks terrible. I don't know what's going on with this leg kick. I don't know what's going on with his hand His whatever. He, however, he's cocking his hands. I, I don't, I, it seems like his swing is very different. Uh, maybe he's tried to do too much. Uh, maybe we're idiots for even talking about this. I don't know, but you look on social media and there's a lot of videos and comments about his, that, that one at bat and it, and it looked bad. Uh, so I hope that it was just a bad day and the first day of spring. I don't know. I, you would think conventional wisdom would suggest he's more ready than everybody else because he had this exposure to winter ball, uh, which is essentially like playing a, a super beefed up triple a, um, but I, I really don't know. Uh, and the fact that he was only DHing yesterday just adds a little bit more concern to that because he didn't have to worry about being behind the plate. 
which is always obviously a struggle for catchers because there's a lot of responsibility that comes with playing defense. Uh, and then for a guy like Gary, there's a lot of responsibility to produce on the offensive side of the ball because what's what's uh, expected of you. Um, I don't know how much else we have to say about it, uh, but just to go back to Talkman real quick before uh, you start again on Gary, I think that, yes, you're right, that trading Talkman for you know a, a, a top 15 prospect top 15, 20 prospect doesn't make that much sense. Um, I like the rotation that we could have with the outfield, especially if Stanton can play a little bit as uh, he kind of suggested. Remember if the Yankees are winning blowout games, there's really no reason to play Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron judge when you're up eight to one in the seventh and eighth inning. So bring in Talkman, or if they need a day off, you got Talkman and Gardner to, to work around with, you know, Aaron Hicks is going to need days off or is going to have some, hopefully not, but potential injury issues. He still has that surgically repaired elbow. I know he's feeling better, uh, but this just gives you so much of uh, so much flexibility in the outfield. And if Stanton's going to play some outfield, that gives you flexibility at DH. So then you get more reps for maybe Talkman in there. If you want to add a lefty bat to the lineup or Gardner, or maybe Andujar gets some reps. I don't know. It gives it, it nonetheless, this is what look at the Dodgers. They have talent, you know, flowing from top to bottom and they do, all kinds of things. And they do not take away reps from anybody. They, uh, at least from their best players and they don't, you know, uh, they don't sacrifice really anywhere. So it'd be great if we could have that, but anyway, yes, worth the bat of the day goes to Gary Sanchez. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, the, the Dodgers, uh, the Dodgers never trade anyone either. They don't have to sacrifice talent yep. anywhere. They always figure out how to maintain every piece of talent on their roster. And the Yankees could, could stand to learn from them. You don't say no to people who look like they were becoming integral core bench pieces in 2019, only to have a weird 45 games. They're not saying no to Gary Sanchez, who obviously has a different pedigree than Talkman, but you know, it's, it, it should be a lesson to be uh, applied to the entire roster, not just the names, you know, from their potential in 2016 and 2017. Uh, I just, I did get a kick out of Gary looking at the first pitch, nodding at it knowingly like okay now i see what you got and then just proceeding to be late on pitches two and three like there is something funny about that that cocky head nod of like uh-huh uh-huh okay mm -hmm. there's strike one come at me again oh you came at me twice and i and i yeah. missed it twice got it um also just want to show a little love before we sign off to rob brandley yeah, one baby. of the most anonymous pieces of this roster uh his bio on instagram he just created this account and has four posts and they're all from you know the first ones from february 12th it just it, this is this is a guy on a professional baseball team. Robert Brantley, professional baseball with at Yankees, key kinesiology student at Cal Baptist. That's who LinkedIn yesterday. <laughs> That's it's basically it's a LinkedIn Instagram. That's who ripped a dinger yesterday. Um, he's gonna go to AAA and he's gonna be catching depth for this team. But you know what? I like it. Yeah. And when I checked his follower count yesterday, before Aaron Judge tagged him, it was at like 220. And now he's up to 1270. So everybody go follow no. really nice guy, Rob Brantley, who uh, was commenting back to everybody who congratulated him on a home run. Uh, he commented talking Yanks clipped uh, Brantley's pick uh, with a little screenshot of a tweet. And he commented, those pinstripes give you a different kind of feeling. Raised hands emoji. Thanks. You uh, love Rob Brantley. What a kind man. Uh, more kind men on the team, please. And more guys who say putting on the pinstripes feels different. Uh, Jameson Tyone said that he's not going to get to wear the tops. Today, only the bottoms Yankees are retiring the pinstripe tops until the home opener. Sad, but there's still plenty to watch out for in spring training. Hopefully you get Yes Network. Hopefully you get a chance to watch these games. Mondays should be a doozy. Uh, you know, I'm torn between being nervous to see the real pitchers take the mound uh, and being excited to watch them work. So everybody tune in one o'clock on Monday. Have yourselves a good time. That is it for this episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. 
Once again, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with those mailbag questions that we have talked about earlier in the episode. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Also, please, of course, once again, head on over to yanksgoyard.com. We got content coming. Talk to us on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. And most importantly, head on over to manscaped.com. Get yourself a ball grooming kit with the code FANSIDE20. That's free shipping and 20% off to groom your balls. There's really no better deal out there. Uh, I'll be the first one to tell you that. And so hopefully we'll see you Wednesday with a new set of set of balls. That's, that's I'll all be, we can hope Yeah, for. I'll be the last one to tell you that. Like, go, go to Manscaped. Both of us are telling you that. Why aren't you doing that? Until Wednesday, we'll see you, everybody. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code radio and underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100, get $100 free. That's promo code radio. Terms and conditions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.